Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and so thankful you've joined this podcast today that you that you hit the play button, that you took some time to just join me around the Word of God. You know, I say it all the time, but it is it just you'll just have to deal with it. Um, your time is so valuable to me. Your time is so precious to me. It's an honor that you would give time to me to share with me as we come together around the Word of God as men, men who've been marked by Christ, men who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. And it's not only an honor and it's not only a privilege, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. I have so much fun doing these conversations and having these conversations with you. And so one thing I'm asking of you is before we get into today's conversation and teaching is, would you send me an email? Let me know where you're listening from. Send it to Spellman Ministries at gmail.com, S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N Ministries, plural, at gmail.com. Just send me an email. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know how you heard about the podcast. Love to hear those kind of details. Also, give me some testimonies, man. Brag on King Jesus. Give me some testimonies. I'd love to share those with the other guys who listen to Marksman, and it'll encourage their faith as well. So give me some testimonies and prayer requests. I want to hear your prayer requests, things that you want agreement about. I'll pray for you. My family will pray for you. Our prayer force here at Family Mission will pray for you. And then finally, I want to invite you to go to the website, SpellmanMinistries.org, O-R-G, SpellmanMinistries.org, and then click on the button that says newsletter or update, and there you'll see a link. You can give me and give us your email, and here's what's going to happen next. You're going to receive an email every Monday, and it's going to be a short devotion called the Family Mission Devotional, and it's a short devotion just to spark some conversation, conversation with you and the Lord, conversation with you and your family or your Christian brothers and sisters. But we want you to give us your email so that we can be begin sending you that month or weekly, rather weekly devotional each Monday, sometime during the day, you'll receive that in your inbox. And so that would be a gift to us if you would do that for us. We'd love to be able to encourage you further on your Monday because we have podcasts that roll out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Tuesday, it's my wife. She does Crowned in His Glory. Wednesday, it's our son, Samuel, and he has Roar, revealing our amazing Redeemer. And then, of course, today, Thursday, we have Marksman, and that is unless you're listening to a something previously. Uh, and then Friday, we have the Family Mission Podcast. All of those are on the fam- Family Mission Podcast group. And you can you can go back to the archives. And I encourage you, men, you would love, love, love to hear my son, Sam, and, and listen to Roar. He's got a voice to his generation, that's for sure. But I'm telling you, I get testimonies all the time of men my age and older, and they say, man, I just love Sam. I had one guy, I'm going to tell you this, I'll tell him myself. He said, I think I like listening to him better than you. <laughs> Bless my heart. That didn't hurt my feelings. That blessed my heart. Because Sam does have a voice. He's got a fresh revelation of the Lord. And and uh, so no matter what your age is, you know, whether you're, you know, I'm not even going to give you my age, but I'm just saying you know, no matter what your age is, you'll love that podcast. It's called Roar. It goes out each Wednesday. 
And then, of course, Friday, men, man, if you can tune into Fridays, we're doing a, a series. My wife and I, maybe your wife will join you in listening. We're doing some discussions on the mission of marriage. There's several weeks, several weeks on Fridays called the mission of marriage. So anyway, enough with the commercials and the, the you know, the, the intro. <laughs> I want you to just be a part of the family mission. And so I wanted to share some of those things with you. But today we are going to go one more time, one more time to the book of Ephesians. You say one more time. Yeah. Well, last week and, and the week before we were in the book of Ephesians. But man, you could spend a year in the book of Ephesians, a year and not you would never exhaust the depth of life and truth and love, and inspiration, correction that man such a supply of the spirit comes through this letter to the Ephesians. But what was stirring in my spirit was on over the end of the book, end of the letter, Ephesians six. So men, let's talk about the armor of God. I mean, what guy didn't want to talk about armor, you know, guns and tanks and armor, right? (laughs) Bullets. And, you know, anyway, let's talk about the armor of God. Let's begin in Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Paul wraps up. This letter is off the chain, off the chain. Ephesians, you know, letter off the chain. He wraps up by saying, finally, this is his final remarks, final closings. He's going to do like a summary, make his final point before he signs off this letter. And he says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. There's that word in. We talked a lot about that last week. If you missed it, go back, grab the grab last week's episode. But in that word describes relationship that we are in him. He is in us. It's actually an answer to the prayer of Jesus in John 17 when Jesus prayed that we would be in him and he would be in us. And together we would be in the father and the father would be in us. It's a powerful word, that little word, in. It's a preposition. Great man of God of of years gone by said the power of the gospel is in the prepositions because those prepositions show relationship. And so in the Lord, not in my flesh, not in my strength, not in my ability, not in my knowledge, not in my experience, not in my bank account, In the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord, I'm to be strong. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in, there's that word in again, in the power of his might. So again, the the strength that we are to walk in, men, as husbands, as fathers, as business owners, entrepreneurs, as workers, laborers, whatever we're doing in life, we are to do it with a strength that comes from Christ, from our relationship, our union with him. Because of our union with him, being in him and him being in us, we are to be strong in the Lord and it's in the power of his might. And then he says next, now put on. Now here's some work. This is our part. God can't do this part for me. He's done a lot for me. I mean, you read through Ephesians 1, man, your head will swim when you start trying to unpack all that God has done for us. I mean, you read through Ephesians 
these first five chapters. And you see what God has done. I mean, it's overwhelming. It's intense. It's unmeasurable what God has done. But you know, men, there's some things God can't do. It's there's just there's a certain part of it that's our part. Now he's obviously done the heavy lifting. It's kind of like when the Bible talks about being yoked with the Lord. <laughs> you know, like you see two uh, two mules in a in a yoke or two horses in a yoke. I mean, who's the horse doing all the pulling? Let me just ask that. It's not us. It's him. But we have the privilege of being yoked to him. We have the privilege of being in covenant union relationship with him. That's our privilege. And he does the heavy lifting. But we do have a part. We do have a choice. We have to put on some things. We got to do something. And here's what Paul says. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Oop, I just, my page just flipped that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I actually, my pages fall out on this part of the Bible. Um, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness wickedness in high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore now before we get into the 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 pieces of armor and what they represent i want to go back and just highlight what he said there in verse 11 put on the armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil <clears throat> I want to highlight what he did not say. He did not say that you'd be able to stand against the power of the devil. Men, we're not standing against the power of the devil. His power was stripped. His authority was stripped. Jesus triumphed over him and spoiled him. He had a triumphant parade through eternity and he's been made a show of openly, Scripture says. So we're not fighting, and our resistance and our stand is not against the devil or the adversary's power. What did it say? Against the wiles. That's his schemes. That's his trickery. That's his deception. That's his strategies. Not his power. And here's the beautiful, encouraging news, men. If he can't deceive us, he can't control us. That's all he has really at his disposal is he has to deceive us. And if he can't deceive us, then he can't steer our life. So we don't have to overcome the power. We just got to overcome the lies. We got to overcome the deception. We got to overcome the trickery. We got to overcome our feelings many times because I mean our feelings will line up with a lie. We got to overcome our emotions because I mean our emotions will line up with a lie. So these are the things we got to overcome. In Revelation two and three, Jesus said all those promises to the church are to overcomers. So we're going to have to overcome. We're going to have things to overcome, but it's not the power of the devil. It's his deception. It's his trickery. It's his, what did it say, over all the wiles. I don't know if you've uh, 
are old enough to remember <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Wiley, you know, he had some wiles, but boy, they pretty much always unraveled. <laughs> they pretty much always came to nothing because Bugs Bunny just always seemed to get away. But old Wiley Coyote, that, that might be a good idea. If you want to see what the devil's like, just picture Wiley Coyote. Man, he comes up with some schemes. He comes up with some plans. He he gets his rope and he gets his pulley and he gets his big block of steel and he, he pulls it up and pulls it up and pulls it up and pulls it up. And while he's pulling, Bugs Bunny comes up and goes, you know, or not Bugs Bunny, the Roadrunner. Let me get my right cartoon. The Roadrunner comes up and goes, Beep, beep, and freaks Wiley Coyote out. He lets go of the rope, and next thing you know, that big weight comes down and just smashes him. <laughs> All of his traps, if you remember watching the Roadrunner and, and Coyote, all of his traps spoiled on him. All of his traps sprung on him. Everything he prepared for the Roadrunner, he, he walked in it. And you know what? We need to have that same attitude that when we're against the wiles of the devil, he's just like Wiley Coyote. He's going to he's gonna try to set some straps. He might stir up some emotions. He might get some feelings going. He might get some circumstances in a bad kind of way. But do you know what? His trap is going to spring on him. His That thing that he's pulling, 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 you know, you just need to sh- walk up behind him and go, Jesus. <laughs> make him drop the rope and that thing will come down and smash him. Just give him the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't go beep beep. Go Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're not overcoming the power, we're overcoming the wiles, strategies, deceits, trickery. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. This is not a natural thing. Now he does give us natural imagery. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk a little bit about that imagery. And this is natural imagery of a soldier. But these things are spiritual because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. The enemy is not flesh and blood. The enemy is not your wife. The enemy is not your children. The enemy is not your boss. The enemy is not whatever politician you don't like. The enemy is not flesh and blood. We are wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. So when we pray, whether we're praying for those in authority, whether we're praying for our family, whether we're praying for our neighborhood, whether we're praying for our church, maybe we're praying for our pastor and our leadership, whoever we're praying for, we're not praying and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're praying and we're coming against the wiles of the enemy that is coming through these rank and file of the forces of of evil. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. So it's all about standing. I tell you, man, I just sense in my spirit there's going to come such a grace through today's podcast. I just sense a release in my spirit. There's a grace being released to keep standing. There's been some of you really, really close to giving up on some things and you're going to find strength to stand. You're going to find grace to stand. You're going to, 
Holy Spirit's coming on you even now to strengthen you, to strengthen you. Because the thing that we have to do sometimes is just simply outlast the storm, to just not give up, to just keep standing. Isn't that what it says? Having done all to stand, stand. When we talk about this this soldier and this this weaponry and the, all the armor of God, it's so that we can stand, stand our ground, and then take more ground. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. We're certainly living in an evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, verse 14, Ephesians six fourteen, having your loins girt about with truth. I want you to say truth, truth. Have your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Say that with me. Righteousness. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Say that with me. The gospel of peace. And then above all, taking the shield of faith. Say that with me. Faith. Wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and then take the helmet of, that's right, salvation. Salvation. Say that with me. Salvation. And then the sword of the Spirit, which is the what? Word of God. Say that with me. The Word of God. So what do we have as the armor? We have truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace. We have faith. We have salvation. We have the Word of God. And then he goes on in verse 17, 18, praying, praying, praying. Stand and pray. Pray and stand. Stand and pray. Pray and stand. Truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, praying with all prayer. And then he goes on watching with all perseverance and supplication for all saints in the spirit. And so when we talk about the armor of God, sometimes and there's some great studies. If you want to look it up, I don't know if you have access to this. It's it's easy to get. But Rick Renner. Tremendous, tremendous teacher of the Word of God he has a tremendous study on on this armor, and he breaks down. He knows the Greek and the original language, and he gives so much amazing history about all these different pieces of the armor: the helmet, the shield. The, I mean, he knows so much about that stuff. So, if you're really interested, there's teaching out there on that, and I could. I could regurgitate some of that stuff and and teach some of the things that he taught me in his books. But really what I felt like emphasizing today was the spiritual truths that all that imagery represents as all of that, all that stuff's all good. It's amazing. It's, I love those kinds of teachings, but what I really felt man in my heart was focused on what is our armor. Truth is our armor. What is our armor? righteousness is our armor the gospel of peace is our armor it's our armor against depression righteousness it's our armor against guilt and shame and condemnation truth is our armor against every lie faith is our armor against all doubt and suspicion and fear salvation is our armor against hopelessness the word of god is our armor against the word of man sometimes And then prayer, what is that? That's our access. That's our access to God. That's our access to the heavens. That's our access to the armies of angels. So when we talk about these things, truth, righteousness, gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, praying, 
you go back to the previous book, part of this book, Ephesians 1 through 5, those are the things that he's digging into. And so this wrap-up in Ephesians 6 where he says, finally, be strong in the Lord. And then this is, this is how you're going to do it. And he basically gives a wrap-up of everything that he had been pouring out his heart through Ephesians 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. He's talking about truth. He's talking about righteousness. He's talking about the gospel of peace, what it means to have peace with God, what it means to be at peace. And there's something, men, that's so powerful. Your wives need it. Your children need it. They need you to be at peace. They need that example. They need when the storm is blowing and the rain is falling, they need a man to be at peace. They need a man to be at peace. You say, well, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Whoa. Not in yourself. It's the peace of God. Remember, he said, be strong in the Lord. Not to be strong in yourself. Don't be, you don't have to be strong in yourself. But you get to be, and I get to be, our privilege is, we get to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. See, these are, these are expressions of His might. These are expressions of His power truth and righteousness and peace and faith and salvation are manifestations of his power manifestations of his might and how we can be strong in the lord is we got to be strong in truth if we're going to be strong in the power of his might i got to be strong in truth i got to be strong in righteousness we talked last week quite a bit about that digging into ephesians 1 and the week before, actually, too. But I got to be strong in righteousness. And I got if I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, I got to be strong in faith. If I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, I got to be strong in salvation. I got to understand that salvation, the word the Greek word there is sozo. I mean, I got to be strong in salvation. I mean, I got to be strong in the everything. It's not just going to heaven when you die. That's not what salvation equals. I mean, yeah, if you die and, and you're in the Lord, you, of course you're going to. In fact, the, the truth is we're going to live forever anyway. And the, the issue is what they teach you in real estate school, location, location, location. You're going to live forever regardless. I mean, eternal, eternal living, you know, hey, that's just everyone's going to live forever. Duration, eternally speaking, everyone lives forever because your spirit's eternal. But where you live, with the Lord or not with the Lord, that's the issue that you have to answer. And only faith in Christ will assure you that you spend all that eternal time with him, in him, in the family of God. We do not want to live separated from him. Because that's the hell Jesus talked about. That's the fire. That's the flames. That's the torment. That's the, that's the regret that never is quenched. We don't want to live forever like that. And one choice makes all the difference. Choose Jesus and choose to follow him all the days of your life. And then just realize it's our privilege then walking with him. We can be strong in the Lord. 
and we can be strong in the power of his might. I want you to notice that what Paul said in Ephesians 6.10 was he said, be strong. Be strong. See, we are human beings. Jesus taught in Matthew 5 the be attitudes. Notice when Jesus spoke to Peter. Peter said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. What did, what did Jesus say? Come. Be with me out on the water. Just be with me. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come. He said, come. Be with me. And that word had the grace, had the power behind it that allowed Peter's foot to slip out of that boat and stand on H2O. It's a miracle. It's impossible in the natural. His word, his foot, Peter's, and of course Jesus, Peter's foot did not stand on the water. It stood on the word. Be with me on the water. Come. Well, if you'll choose with the last few minutes of our time together here today, if you'll choose to slip your leg out of the boat and not identify with weakness, not identify with fear, not identify with intimidation, not identify with worry, not identify with anger, not identify with all the things that might be just beaten against your life. If you'll choose to slip your leg, that is your faith, over the edge of the boat and just be with him and just be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, knowing that that's accessible through faith, knowing that you're not going to not going to stand in that place of strength in the flesh. You're going to stand in that place in the spirit and then your flesh will follow. But that's the choice we all get to make. And that's a choice I want to invite you to make right now to just step out. And like Paul, Paul said, like we read it earlier, under inspiration of the spirit, this word was released through the apostle Paul. And he said, finally, my brethren. So I'm saying marksman. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be that to your wife. Be that to your son or your daughter. Be that to yourself. Be that at work. Be that when you're on vacation this summer. Be that wherever you go. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be that while you're filling your tank up with gas and you just spent 120 bucks filling up your truck. Be strong in the Lord. Amen. Knowing that he supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory. Be strong. Be prosperous. Be his. Belong to the Lord. If you say Jesus is my Savior and Jesus is my Lord, then Jesus is going to take care of you, man of God. Jesus is going to take care of you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. And you and I have the privilege, as Paul admonished us, to not try. See, there's a difference between trying. (laughs) I don't want to get into this. It's not really a, a doctrinal thing, but I don't know if any of you ever saw The Matrix, the first one. 
you don't try to do it. You be it. And, and I'm telling you, there, there's, a, there's a spiritual principle there. And Paul did not say try. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. So I and you, we as brothers in Christ, we have, as those who have been marked by Christ, as those who are aiming their lives at Christ's likeness, we have just been admonished by the word of God under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost to be strong, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We can do it, men. God is with us. God is for us. The Holy Spirit is living big and mighty in each and every one of us. So as we continue to aim our lives at Christ's likeness, I just speak to you, man of God, the words inspired by the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 6 and 10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord.